This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. You find us in the last stretch of uh, the Power Zone, uh, this being the Wednesday edition of uh, the show. And this is where uh, this morning uh, we're roping in uh, Clement Chauke. Uh, Clement joins us uh, this morning uh, to look at developments uh, coming out of the basic education sector. Uh, there have been a lot of concerns. I mean, it was just, what, two, three weeks ago when we were talking about uh, the doors of learning opening for uh, the class of 2024. Uh, but then we find that really so early in the year, there are already incidents of violence coming out of uh, the schools. Uh, the latest one being that one coming out of the Primrose Primary School, where uh, Lena shot the principal there at that particular school. We hear that there was a hit list discussed on WhatsApp by these young ones in terms of them plotting uh, to take down uh, their teachers and also uh, just looking at the fact that really just in 2024 alone uh, there have been incidents for instance a grade 7 Lena at large school Queenswood in Pretoria allegedly drowned during a school excursion remember that incident uh, coming out of uh, Queenswood large school Queenswood in Pretoria also on the 1st of February this year there was a grade 6 Lena from Modisel primary school in Harangua there in Pretoria who passed away after uh, just falling off a moving scholar transport bus uh, really uh, there was another one great one girl Lena from Amandle to primary school in Zakani who passed away after allegedly consuming biscuits brought, uh, bought from a local spaza shop there on the 7th of February uh, 2024 there was a great eight boy learner uh, from Oakdale primary school or secondary school uh, there in Innerdale south of Johannesburg who died after being stabbed in a fight with another grade 10 boy learner who was also involved in the disturbing incident so some of these incidents are really concerning and they've concerned those in the particularly in the schooling community activists are worried now uh, you had the MEC who's worried now who's even talking about the responsibility of parents and the entire schooling community and this morning uh, we bring in Clement Chauke uh, who'll just give us a sense of how uh, they are receiving uh, this news you know because Clement is an activist in this space does a lot of work uh, with uh, young ones but comes through as a youth leadership coach a BOSA build one South Africa as 2024 a parliamentary candidate a transformational speaker and a social activist and this morning we'll be reflecting with Clement on the school violence and just how then uh, we can all play our role in making sure uh, that we return uh, the schools to their former glory of being a safe haven uh, for uh, the young ones according to the Houting uh, Department of Education the MEC there uh, saying uh, really uh, there have been a lot uh, because these kids now have even WhatsApp groups where they're discussing uh, their issues so if you are there at home listening to us uh, please uh, just give us solutions as well uh, this being on 0861-987-000 also there by X we go by at powerfm987 at katlagolrodi underscore rallying behind uh, the hashtag powerzone uh, this morning uh, Clement Matata welcome to the show uh, greetings to you, um, Katleho, and all your listeners. Um, I must say, 
I'm grateful once again to be on your platform. Um, certainly this morning we are reflecting on a, on a topic and an incident which, you know, it's not um, one that we can say it, it brings gladness to, to the heart. And what has happened in Primrose Primary School, mm-hmm. basically, it's, um, it's, um, it's a reflection of what, as a country, um, we are dealing with not only in our schools but our our communities. So mm. um, I'm looking forward to to this conversation, engaging with you and all the listeners. Yeah, uh, what is happening, Mona Clement? According to you, uh, because I gave you a sense of uh, these incidents that have been happening, and we often just find uh, the schooling community back in into the spotlight, and uh, most of it is because of these incidents. Uh, and people losing even their lives, young ones losing their lives here uh, from uh, these particular incidents coming out of the schooling uh, community. That uh, one from Primrose Primary School even shocked uh, the MEC to say this is not uh, how we would want to start uh, the year. What, what is happening in this space? Yeah, um, so basically um, what we, we need to do, we need to look at the... Um, the context of violence in in South Africa, not not treating schools in isolation from from the bigger picture, um, it's a it's a broad thing, you know, it's a broad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to look at it at, at its broader context. For mm-hmm. a tree to to be a tree or to be what it is, it it comes from a stem, and a stem to be what it is, it comes from the root. So. It's a trial thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So we need to to treat it from a root level to say what is the root of violence in in our schools, um, and then if we we do it that way, one of the things that you will you will pick up is each and every school in every community. It's a it's a mirror reflection of of the community that mm-hmm. the the school is based at. And the community on its own is a mirror reflection of, you know, the province. The province becomes the mirror reflection of the country. So we don't only have a problem in in our schools. Um, We have a problem as a a country. And some some of these things, you know, whenever people become violent, it comes to, to to the question of, what is it that as a country we have put in place in terms of you know intensifying the law because each and every one of us before we can do a thing we think about the consequences so if the consequences are not you know um the ones that can can make a person to think twice before they do a thing then they will do a thing without even you know thinking twice because the 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 punishment thereof it is not the one that can make a person to say no I'm not gonna do the thing. We we have come to, you know, a, a set state as a country where there's more of moral decay in our communities, in our schools. Um a lot of things have been normalized, mm-hmm. especially crime. It has been normalized because the the law on its own is it's not intensified.
Yeah, uh, you're right to say that uh, whatever is happening in our schools, it tends to become a mirror of what comes out of our communities. And some may even say that it's a mirror of what is happening behind our closed doors or those walls when we are at home. So we we tend to see young ones emulating all of these things that really are happening in our communities, meaning that we have our work cut out for ourselves as you know, parents, as community leaders, as activists, as pastors, uh, to more or less take uh, the uh, community back to that moral way of doing things in a way uh, that uh, then we would see violence as something that is not championed, uh, that uh, would see it uh, being passed on to the young ones. Sure. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is that we, we need to look at, like you, you've also thrown in the issue of, you know, um, pastors need to also play play a role. And when we speak about pastors, we speak about the religious community. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the people, they know that in, in every state, we have what we call the pillars of the society. So when we speak about the pillars of the society, we look at media, um, government, the business sector, education, and also religion. So religion on its own, it plays a major a major role in, in each and every community mm-hmm. or a country for it to to stand. So from religion from religion we get what we call ethics. So ethics speaks to our code of conduct as as human beings. We cannot afford to be a country or a community that you know um, live their lives without ethics. So where there are ethics, that's where we will find that people have morals because we cannot begin to speak about morals without speaking about ethics. Mm-hmm. So in terms of us as human beings, um, we need to know, you know, we need to have ethics in terms of how do we relate with one another. It is not for young people to go to school and figure for themselves out how to relate with their classmates. It should begin at home. It should, you know, begin in the community. We grew up, you know, in, in the days where they used to say it takes a village to, to raise a child. So a child back in the day uh, who they were in, in the schools, they were a reflection of their of their village and people back then would boast to say whenever you meet a, a young person on the street, it, that that young person is your child and when a child meets an elder person on the street, that person was their mother or their father. So when we see inter- incidents like this, what happened at Primrose Primary School, you can tell that we are living in a generation where even when young people today see uh, uh, elders, old people, they don't see them as, this is my mother, this is my father. Hence, a young person will, will have a mindset of saying, I can beat up an el- elder elder person or go to an extent of what a grade six people did in Primrose Primary School mm. of pulling a trigger um, towards the, the, the elder person. So we need to come to the stage whereby we 
we restore the importance of religion, especially in our schools. It's very much important that we bring back religion um, so that we can start, you know, coming to a place where um, we start to have conversations about ethics and young people be be taught ethics that will help them to contact conduct themselves in a manner that you know um will build a healthy and safe environment in our schools yeah no you're you're right it needs to be uh, just an all hands on deck uh, kind of a situation and i like the fact that uh, you even reminded us that uh, back in the years uh, the there was that narration or uh, that whole notion that it takes a village to raise a child maybe we need to go back to basics as well and we need to start the day assembly with prayer uh, sure. and, and 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 more or less maybe things would stem from there whereby we shield these young ones from all of these tragedies i mean it's been about two months and we've seen schools in Gauteng experiencing a series of tragedies tragedies not just here in Gauteng alone this is something that is happening in other provinces as well and and it has also raised the alarm uh, here clement uh, to issues of uh, safety uh, you know and security for the teachers for uh, the young ones and and uh, the likes security lapses uh, do you think there's something that needs to be done uh, there uh, that would actually help in this particular regard i mean we're hearing that uh, at least uh, the the parent here of this child that pulled the trigger from primrose has since been arrested as well and is expected to appear in court actually for child negligence but when you look at it how the child managed to even enter the school premises with that gun becomes something that should be a cause for concern when you look at issues of safety and security in the schools yeah so so thanks for that question so you know you know one of the the social workers who has been dealing with the with the issue of uh, the incident that took place in primary in Primrose primary school yeah. um she she said that if you know um we intensify security in schools for example mm. when the learners especially primary school learners if they come to school um to find out that they on the at their gate there are police um before they enter the schools they are searched and stuff that on its own it's gonna become more traumatic to to young people because young people don't interpret things like we interpret them as as elders uh for them they are at the stage where um their world is full of you know playing games and and etc. So it's a it's a difficult one as for us as a society to can say these are the security measures that we we gonna come up with. There are some security measures, for example, if you go to an airport, you have scanners which can scan if you you have um, dangerous weapons with you. But the thing is, how much will that thing cost? cost us for, for us to have such uh, uh, tools in place to can make sure that each and every learner is scanned when they enter the school premises. Mm-hmm. Um, in South Africa, we have about 12 million schools, mm-hmm. and that on its own 
it's a lot. If we have 12 million schools and we are to put such um, advanced technology in each and every in each and every school, it may cost us um, a lot. And you know how how people have been manipulating the systems, even when there are such security measures like scanners from the gate. Um, you have in 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 our community schools people who will jump the gate from the back. I remember even back then when I was I was doing my grade twelve, um, the school dropout in in the school that we, we we used to to attend at, they will come through the gate at at the back, you know, and um, I think we need to come to a place where we engage with the with the SGB we engage with the teachers we engage with the parents and come up with yeah. with methods that will become relevant for each and every community because we come from different community mm. settings so it's going to be now different strokes for different folks let us yeah. let us all come to a place where we can discuss and and find a proper remedy for each and every community according to its own um, social setting. Yeah, we all have a role to play here. Uh, and also I saw the MEC talking about how as parents you should be able to monitor your little one's mannerisms. You need to uh, be aware of who they're speaking to. You need to ensure that you know uh, you know who they hang around with uh, because uh, this WhatsApp group was happening on WhatsApp uh, when these young ones were plotting to uh, kill uh, and shoot uh, the principal, the deputy principal, and one of their class teachers in this particular regard. So we need everyone to ensure that our eyes are open and we're able to monitor our young ones, especially in the face of these challenges whereby you've said yourself that we are living in a violent society and it's a mirror. What is happening in schools is a mirror of where we come from. But before I let you go, Mona Clement, you're in the education space. We'll be seeing the finance minister deliver his budget today, Later on today, uh, just give us a sense of what your expectations then uh, would be, uh, especially in terms of you've mentioned around 12 million schools uh, that we have here. If we don't see them being supported uh, budget-wise, then we'll see all of these gaps around security and the likes and schools not capacitated enough and teachers not being on the ground uh, to ensure uh, that we close all of those gaps. So what, what, what would be your expectations here? I, um, my expectations, I, I think, uh, for me, it, it's simple. Um, give us a bigger picture in terms of the budget. And the mistake that in most cases, whenever budgets are presented, um, they will tell us that for, for the next five years, we've set apart um, five million for building new schools, for example. So if you speak about five years, break the five years into annual project. So we need to know that for 2024, this is what you want to achieve. And then for 2025, up to the next five years. And you move from the annual um, activities or project to break it down to monthly project. So if we can be able to break down budget into month, week, and years, 
that way we'll be able to hold the government accountable in terms of delivering. So if our our the, the speech of um, schools budget can be broken in such details, I believe that personally I will become more fulfilled in terms of knowing what we're gonna expect um, in our schools on monthly basis and and weekly basis. Yeah, no, uh, we, we're hoping that uh, we uh, tend to see all of these things uh, then come out uh, from the minister. I mean, often we've heard most in the sector saying that uh, they don't want an austerity budget, especially when you look at the rollout of infrastructure and even mm. the, even the filling in of those gaps in terms of uh, the uh, teachers, uh, teacher-to-learner ratio. Uh, we, especially here in Gauteng, we see a lot of migration every year. Uh, then how do we ensure that we have teachers that are hired to fill those posts clement yeah i i think we we also need to to speak to to the issues of you know salary um eventually at the end of the day we we need to be well rewarded yeah. in terms of the the work that we do and i believe that the educational space especially um looking at the teachers they are underpaid they are underpaid a lot mm. and if we were to speak about doctors there'll be no doctor in south africa without the teacher there'll be no lawyer in south africa without the teacher so we need to come to the place where we ask these questions why those who produce you know people who venture into careers which are deemed as the most paid uh, careers they themselves are underpaid so as a country we need to come to the place where we begin to to have that kind of conversation yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, let's just hope and pray that all of these, uh, you know, wishes and what people are looking for uh, from uh, the government will see them uh, come to pass. But uh, really also just looking at ensuring that uh, we turn our schools into safe spaces uh, for our young ones, especially as we go into the year, we should uh, keep them in our prayers. And I like what you said, uh, that we need to bring back that whole religion, praying and everything else into school schools maybe that uh, would go a long way Mona Clement thank you very much bro for your time thanks for having me once again my brother really appreciate yeah no you're most welcome and enjoy the rest of your day you too thank you sharp sharp uh, Clement uh, coming through there Clement Chalke as a youth leadership coach you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts